Shavua Tov, everyone. This is Lilach. And Yona. Welcome back to the podcast. So we're going to talk a little bit about language in this podcast. And as many of you know, I was a linguistics major in school. I'm an audiologist. And I just love all things language. So being here in this Hebrew, English, Anglos, Spanish-speaking, just like all different people all around us, we hear, we hear so many languages, French too, Portuguese. And um, it's really been interesting to see how English becomes different when you're not among English speakers most of the time. And actually, there's a term for this. It's called attrition. Attrition describes when you have a primary language and then you start using a secondary language as your primary language, like when we usually speak English, but now we're here, we speak a lot of Hebrew. What happens to your original language is it becomes a little bit harder to access and there's attrition. You, you like reduce your language skills and competency and quickness in the original language. And this usually happens you know, over a period of many years when someone kind of stops using their first language and starts using a different language. Um, and I would say that a lot of people experience this when they're just all of a sudden surrounded by people speaking a different language like we are. And sometimes we just find ourselves saying like, what's that word? Oh yeah, it's like accountant. <laughs> like you can't remember the word for something that's like such a simple thing because you're like speaking in Hebrew. And I'm sure you've all experienced this with Israelis living in America where they can't remember the word in Hebrew and they just say it in English. So anyway, uh, we have arrived a little bit at that stage. I have at least. Have you experienced that? Mm, kind of. Does it happen in medicine, like in your job? Yeah, as in like a, a sick note is called an Yishru Machawa. So even with the English-speaking patients, it's like, can I have a... Uh, so I, I'm like, oh, an, an Yishru Machawa. You know, for forgetting to say signet. Exactly. Um, and in the context of language for this podcast, we also want to talk about our kids. So one of the things that people told us was, you know, our, our kids knew nothing. They didn't know any Hebrew words. And by Hanukkah, they were fluent. Especially people were telling us this, like, if their kids were under six, like, probably gone kindergarten age, um... They were saying that if they didn't know any Hebrew coming in by Hanukkah, like three, four, five months in, they're good to go, you know, depending when they came in the summer or whatever. And we we saw that kind of uh, exponential spike throughout the last couple months uh, where here we are at Hanukkah and it really is now noticeable how the kids prefer to use Hebrew with each other, which I didn't think would happen so quickly. So, I mean, and also our situation is different because they did know some Hebrew from, you know, from speaking Hebrew back in New York with my parents and other family members. So didn't come with nothing, but it was really quick. I think we've been surprised mostly to see them fighting in Hebrew, <laughs> where one will say... Die, today, <laughs> die, must peak, must peak. It's a big one. And now they'll answer back to us. And I just didn't think that was going to happen so quickly. But here we are at Hanukkah, and I guess the prophecies were foretold. <laughs> My all-time favorite was today at the playground. I took them to the playground today over Shabbos. 
And Livona climbs up the slide. She looks at me very earnestly and says, Abba, at muhana." It's very cute. Yeah, so um, we're not saying they're totally fluent and doing everything uh, with the correct tense or, or gender, but it is cute to see. It's very nice. And um, so <clears throat> I want to talk about something else interesting. So whenever you would, uh, we would go on the trains, um, you know, put our card in, then a little screen would come up saying, Derech Tzlecha. You know, have a good trip. Which, you know, I figured it meant, you know, Tzlecha is like Hatzlacha. You know, Tzadi Lamed Chet Hei. Kind of like Hatzlacha. Derech Tzlecha like Hatzlacha. But, you know, I just thought it interesting, you know, because I had never really heard the word or that term like that before. And then later on I heard that that's a common Israeli, uh, you know, someone's going on a trip. You say, Derech Tzlecha. So then this week in Daf Yomishir, um, I came across a pasuk in Masachet Menachot. Just kidding, it's a pasuk in Tehillim, Perak Memhei, quoted in Masachet Menachot. And the pasuk in Tehillim Memhei, Vahadarcha Tzlach, Rechav al Dvar Emet. So, Vahadarcha Tzlach, Vahadarcha is like Derech, Vav He Dalad Resh Chav Sofi, and then Tzlach. So here you actually see derech and then hatzlacha in this particular construct of slach. So, wow, now I understand derech tzlecha comes from Tehillim Memhei v'hadarcha tzlach. That's really interesting. And then um, Yona was telling me about that. And then uh, just over Shabbos, we got a book from the Gan Library. So Rananit was Imashal Shabbat. And she got a whole little suitcase with all these little games and a kiddush cup and a lighter. It's like a little mini suitcase, Imashel Shabbat suitcase that she takes home for the weekend. And in it was also some books that they can take from the library. Anyway, one of these books, the catchphrase was Derich on every single page, every time. The little boy meets a different animal. He wishes him well on his way. So yeah, that's just one of common expressions, even in a little gun book. It was very cute. So we'd like to wish you all a very wonderful happy Hanukkah, full of light. Enjoy, and we will keep you updated on life in Israel. Bye. Shalom.